Hey sis, I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm very excited to share a new episode of the worship series with you with my friend, podcaster, songwriter, worship leader, and joy dealer, Winnie St. Ville. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to magnify Jesus over your circumstances, how to worship in spirit and truth. And she's going to share her amazing testimony of how worship anchored her in her time of need when she lost everything. So get ready to listen in and be encouraged. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. One of the scriptures, and so... um that I had for today was Matthew 15, Matthew 15, seven. Okay. Where Jesus is like breaking religious traditions. I'm in TV. Um, and it's, he's just calling out the Pharisees and he's quoting Isaiah 29, 13. It's in my footnotes. And he says, Isaiah described you perfectly when he said, these people honor me only with their words for their hearts are so very distant from me. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than empty traditions of men. And I was like, what? And then I love this actually following. It's like, then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, come listen and open your hearts to understand. Mm. And he talks about yeah. what comes out of your mouth. But this, I was like, I was like, man, what the heck are we going to talk about on this podcast? A duh worship, because me you and I had like the best conversation ever just like literally normal talking for like an hour and so I was like okay god like what do you want to do and I felt like he gave me this first um so yeah I love to just open up with that because you've been a worship leader for like how many years now yeah 10 15 years oh my god yeah Yeah. (laughs) I like think about it I can't believe that came out of my mouth So, yeah, yeah. I love for like your take on this verse and like what you've learned about like true worship. Yeah, I love, um, man, it's like you see this in the word and you're like, thank you, Jesus, for always having the perfect thing to say. Like, you know, um, he's able to express in his word what you have in your heart and um, being able to talk about uh just the idea of worship just being way more than this production um entity that we've become and um although like you know i get the production it's it's really hard because i'm on both sides like you know i work in ministry and then also i love to just receive so on one hand i can really appreciate like i love what ministries do to to put on conferences and gatherings so that we can worship. But sometimes you're just kind of like, can we just like move this out of the way, do this, get the cameras out of here? Can we just get closer and like, let's just go before the Lord, like get on our, get on our face before the Lord and just worship, worship him for who he is. (laughs) And um, it's like anointing is, is way more than, um, way more it's beyond talent and talent is something that the lord um of course he gives to us um but in order to glorify him and also to help 
your siblings, his children also glorify him. I think worship, um, especially as a leader, I've had to grow and mature in understanding that when I'm leading worship, I'm not just leading worship for me. I'm not picking the songs that I sound amazing in. I'm not um, picking songs only I could play because <laughs> I've been there. But I have to remember that the experience is to usher in people into encountering him. And so, um, and I, I have to be convicted enough to only sing songs that I believe. Um, and that's where when Jesus is talking about that in Matthew 15, he's like, yeah, you're singing this, but like your heart is so, your heart is so far from me. Um, yeah, cool. You sound good. But like, when's the last time we've spent time together? Um, and so, and it's crazy because also he talks about these man-made systems and like, um, you know, God bless CCLI and all of these people who get together in Nashville and write worship. But like, maybe we just don't need that. It, it's just also as precious to just grab your guitar and sing unto the Lord. You know, we get to worship him with Psalms. Psalms are scripture. Hymns are uh, biblical truth, biblical truths that we put melodies to. And then the spiritual songs are just what comes out of us like when we worship him in spirit and truth, which is the perfect recipe for the fragrance that he loves. And um, when I like want to make something like, I love key lime pie. If you're gonna bring me a key lime pie, bring me a key lime pie. I don't want like a vanilla, you know, wafer. I don't want pound cake, like bring me, um, bring me key lime pie and spirit and truth is like Jesus's key lime pie. Like he's telling you the perfect recipe. Like, Hey, if you want to make me something, these are my favorite ingredients and spirit and truth. They're his favorite. And I really appreciate that it's spirit and truth and it's not flesh and feelings because if I was dependent on my feelings to worship him, let me tell you, I would not be in church half the time. <laughs> I would not, because um, I have to go beyond uh, my feelings and flesh and feelings. Like it, we can't rely on that. That's where that's what sets us apart from a lot of people who are in this place now, who are like deconstructing or I'm an ex-evangelical. It's because you're just relying on your flesh and your feelings. Um, I'm not denying that what you went through in your life was hard, but. He says, true worshipers worship him in spirit and truth. And both of those are beyond our ability to reason. So um, that tells me that worship is beyond my ability to reason. <laughs> you know, um, I don't need two plus two to equal four in order for me to worship God. Um, I worship him because he's good. And um, that's the truth that I have to just um, depend on. That's what I have to fall on. So, yeah, that is so good. Oh my gosh. I told you I was going to say that a lot. <laughs> it's happening. Um, you know, one thing you really hit on there, like not relying on your feelings and, um, and also like that reasoning. Cause I feel like a lot of people, like when you're coming into like a corporate setting and I've experienced yeah. this too, it's like, we we're like worshiping, but yet we're struggling to connect our hearts. Yes. Our minds yes. are like blocked and we're yeah. like, 
trying with our mind, but your heart, yeah. you know, your heart is just like, you're like, what am I doing right now? Like, what is <laughs> this is so annoying. Like, what do you like? How do we get past that? I guess like uh-huh. more about like, I guess like get past the fact of like, or maybe this idea that like what it needs to look like. And then right. talk about more of like what's actually happening, like in the spiritual realm, like no matter what you're feeling, you're like, whatever. No matter. Um, Jesus said in John 15, that the spirit of truth, that when he was endowing us with the gift of the Holy Spirit, he was saying that the Holy Spirit would be the spirit of truth that leads you to all truth. And so um, that's what we rely on to engage um, with with Jesus, with our Father, and even through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is like our Wi-Fi signal. You know, it connects us to Jesus. And that's why he was like leading us. He 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 didn't leave things to be riddles for us to figure out and like um math problems for us to have to do the the calculations on. Like he he listed it all. But he said the spirit of truth would lead you to all truth. And um us being like we're a triune, we're a triune being that worships a triune God. So we're spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. As little me, I'm spirit, soul, and body. And we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so our three parts of us, we have the ability, all three parts of us, to worship Him. And um, our body is is you know they they have the seven types of praise. Our body, we're able to express um our love for him through our body mm-hmm. through worship which is amazing david himself had danced he was undignified he was he danced unashamedly i mean he was basically naked and his wife was so offended because she's like what's wrong with you and um but that was all of the movements in his body is because you can't you can't help um our soul our mind our will and our emotions that's where we kind of get like a little we kind of flip-flop the order and how we should worship him because i think a lot of people connect to soul worship which is um it's rampant in western christianity (laughs) like americans like we we just love soul worship we love the worship that makes us feel good um or we we love the worship that tells us that we should feel bad for how awful we are and that's why we need god um, because people are also writing those type of songs. And um, <laughs> it's like, why? But um, <laughs> so our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, we're able to take all of that being and worship him. But it's through the leading of our spirit. Through, through our spirit, we can connect with him. And that commands our soul. Like David said, like, I command my soul to bless the Lord and that commands it produces something in our soul to be like, okay, I know naturally right now things are looking really bleak like I've been there, but then our spirit is like hanging on this hinge of God's goodness and then it like that's why when we're swinging we are able to come back because like God the foundation of God and he is good is what always brings but it's our anchor and it always brings us back to him and so um, that spirit of truth that leads us to all truth. Like we need that truth. Um, I live, I live for that truth. Um, and he is truth. So even um, 
even the ability for the Holy Spirit always like the 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 Trinity is always like in a circle, just honoring each other and always leading one to another, like never just honing in on ourselves. We have God the Father who is ultimately he's he's sovereign, he's Lord, he's Lord over all. And then he he honors his son and his son honors the Holy Spirit. And then we're back to square one. And because the Holy Spirit helps us connect to the Father. And so um, even Jesus being truth, uh, truth is not like, well, I believe like Adam and Eve, the serpent was actually a snake. No, the serpent was this. Like, that's not true. Those are all cool. <laughs> but truth is a person and it's Jesus. And so whatever truth you believe is leading you to Jesus is is usually a good place to start. And so um, having our spirit connect with that, is um, a surefire way to have a, a worship experience that helps you engage with Jesus to where nothing else matters. And um, I think it was like this cliche quote that got popular in the early 2000s about how you can't worry and worship at the same time. Um, and the reason you can't do that is because like we're incapable. Thank God we are incapable of doing that at the same time. <laughs> we're it's yeah. either you're gonna worry or you're gonna worship. When you're in a, when you're in a church environment corporately or just even in the room and you're singing these songs about how good you are, God, I'm not worrying about my finances. I'm not worrying about um, housing. I'm not worried about like my family. I'm not worried about my health. I'm actually just singing about His goodness without nothing else mattering, because worship is actually um, worship is actually like how we see him rightly that's really what worship is and worry is misguided worship because your eyes are on the wrong thing um and i don't know sometimes i have some really unconventional thoughts about worship but worship is not just seeing god but it's seeing him rightly um because people see him people connect with him but if they see him rightly that really engages something in your heart. People, even like I can go into public businesses and like, um, I'm from New Jersey. So they have this radio station called Star 99.1 and it's like this Christian station. And I could go into a business and go, oh cool, they're listening to Star 99.1. Well, yeah, cause it makes them feel good. But like, they're not doing it cause they're like, well, we need a worship env- environment. We need, no, it just makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Like. That's like a cool idea, your religion. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, well, we'll just put this music on. And like, that's not them worshiping him. Um, that's not them seeing him rightly. So that's what really like sets it apart. Really like the difference. Wow. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so again, that's so good. Because when you were, I was just like, wow, um, when you were talking, it really, you, I feel like you just hit it like so point on about like seeing him rightly, because if our worship is like contingent on our circumstances, then we'll never like worship him. You know, it's like, oh, it's, we would never worship. Like you would never worship and you would like, be constantly in, in worry. Yeah. And I feel like what you said, you're like seeing him rightly. So if we always see that he's good, it's like, he's always worthy to be worshiped. There's like, there's always a reason to character doesn't change and he's the same. And I'm just like, wow. Like when you said that, it just really, I felt like you really hit it on the head with that. Yeah. It it's, 
um, it's the make or break for every believer. And I think um, even when we recalibrate, like, I, I believe, um, like, in every part, every season of our life, like, we go through seasons and, like, I'm not the same worshiper. I'm not the same believer that I was um, 10, 15 years ago. I, I, that's like, I was leading in worship. I was leading in youth group at that time. I'm not the same believer then that I am now. And, um, and it's, it's okay to even like, yeah, we mature in our relationship with the Lord. Like Paul says, we go from spiritual milk to eating meat. And then sometimes people need to just stay on spiritual milk, but on the place that where we are with our maturity, like we get to grow. And so I think, um, what really accelerates us into seeing him rightly is is always remembering to recalibrate what we believe and um some people call that deconstruction i'm not one to really demonize deconstruction because i think everyone at some point like i had to deconstruct my faith from the 90s like we were taught some really crazy stuff in youth group it was very turn or burn and we were just like there was like angry god angry god theology that we had believed and i was like wow i I need to, um, I have to break this down <laughs> and really see what is it here that I believe. The problem with deconstruction is that a lot of people love to glorify that they're deconstructing and I'm not impressed with your deconstruct deconstruction. I'm actually more impressed with what you are reconstructing as you, as you're rebuilding your faith. So you know, when people are telling me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, get to the good part. So what do you believe? Like, don't tell me anymore what you don't believe and da 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 da. Like, what do you believe now? Now that you've had this time to reconstruct, um, let me hear what your, what your, what your faith is like. What, let me hear what you believe. Um, deconstruction, there's no problem with deconstruction as long as the foundation of it is God is good. God is good. And I believe dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, so we have those seasons where we have to recalibrate our faith like and sometimes that comes in seasons when we face hardships and um when we face those hardships it is that time that we have to really um come to terms with what we believe i know brian brian johnson of bethel he wrote this book like when god becomes real and he wrote that book because he was going through like panic attacks and all these things were happening in his life. And I didn't read the whole book, but he said that the title came from like at the time he was having a crazy panic attack and something just set him off and like his heart's palpitating, all the things. And he tells his wife, he's like, call the ambulance. And so the ambulance came and um, they're they're rolling him into the ambulance truck and his kids are all standing outside looking at him. And he takes off like his oxygen mask and he goes, guys, this is when God becomes real. And like for for that is like he's like, OK, well, now I have to pull on this faith of what I've believed for all these years or this faith that I've just started walking in and really understand what it is I believe. That's why we really like through discipleship with new believers. Um, I joke around that Christianity is not all rainbows and butterflies, but it's because it's not. And that's okay because we have a good God. But when we are able to walk through life with these new believers, we can we can 
like we can disciple them into knowing what it looks like when God becomes real in spite of dot, 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 you know, um, I believe, I believe God is who he says he is. And David, David said in, um, Psalm 103, I was just going to read Psalm 103. Um, he said, this is the passion translation. He said with my whole heart, with my whole life. And when with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God, Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. And how could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You've kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. And you've healed me inside out from every disease. And so, um, like that's David putting all his chips on the table when he's worshiping the Lord. He's like, I'm just going to give you everything. I'm going to pour it all out because you are good just for the sole reason that you are good. And, and that's enough. And um, I mean, Psalm 100 says we can enter, we enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And so before I know people like to knock the the worship format nowadays, they're like, oh, everyone's got to start with a fast song and everyone's got to da da da. And it's like, yeah, but there's actually a reason for that. Before you go into anything, like before you you like you want to even start your whole worship service, how about we just start with thank you? Is it okay that we start with thank you? And maybe some worship services will even just stay at thank you, and um, and that's okay too. <laughs> I am um, and the Lord just a little bit ago, I was like just meditating on a word before, you know, we were chatting and I was just thinking about Psalm 100 and um, I had recently be, been reconnected with my like my biological father. And so I text him every so often just to be like, hey, how's it going? Da, 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 or stuff. And I'm thinking of him like as a dad, right, as a father. Um, what type of relationship would I have with him if the only time I text him was when I needed him? Hey, you got like 200 bucks. Hey, do you have this? Hey, do you know anyone who could like, and that's the only time I'm texting him. I, w I wouldn't answer me. <laughs> like if all, the only time that I, that you like reach out to me is when you need something, then that's not a relationship. I'm just like a genie. I'm just a, I'm a coin machine to you. And so, um, that's why we enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise before you even start with anything just let's just sit in gratitude because when you sit in gratitude maybe it doesn't matter that um how much is in your bank account because you're actually just remembering that a month ago you were lying on your deathbed and the lord healed you from the inside out Maybe it doesn't matter that, you know, you had a relationship that failed because God showed you months ago what it looked like for restoration to happen. And and you didn't think that was going to be restored. And it was so like entering into his courts with thanksgiving and praise helps us to see him rightly. And um, I only know that from my personal experience, because um, I was like in this, like, I think a year ago, I was. I was fasting and I would break every fast with communion. And I was like on day like eight or something and I'm doing communion. I did my little thing and I'm like, I put the word away. And before I break communion, I'm like, oh God, and if you could this and God, and if you could that and God, if you could blah, blah, blah. And he was like, <laughs> Winnie, can you just, can you put away the checklist for a second and just spend time with me? 
And before I'm even like just telling him my list of complaints or my list of needs, my list of wants, my list of, hey, God, you got to fix these things. He was like, just spend time with me. And so I put away my I put away my agenda and I just was like, yeah, God, I just I just love being with you. I do love being with you and I, I do miss this time. And the fact that you you care about just fellowshipping with me before anything else, like I have communion elements in my hand and you're not saying, well, before you take communion, um, are you right with me before you have you have you confessed all your sins? Like he just was. I have the elements in my hand and he's like, just, just spend time with me. I just want to be with you. And, um, yeah, that just helps me a lot. Like remember to, we, it's okay to start with high praise when we, (laughs) when we enter into worship, it's okay. Wow. Girl, I feel that with every bit of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Every bit of me, I'm like, oh, Jesus, you're so wonderful. And like, we're so, I was like, how amazing it is that we serve a God who just like, we can come to just to spend time with. And yes, yes. It's insane. I'm like, wow. Like, and that's just a reason to say thank you. Like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, you just want to be with us. Like, how great. You already purchased everything like on the cross. And I think it's like, I feel because you were talking about like, in the seasons for sure when you're going through hard stuff it's like it can be hard to get to that thanksgiving place we we're often in the checklist like mindset (laughs) we're like oh we're like okay because you're just focused on all the things that are going on instead of like wait i have a i always have a reason to and there was a scripture i was reading like in old testament i don't remember where it was come on i don't remember where it was glory (laughs) he was like he said, uh, I know it's where I Google. I'm usually on the podcast. I'm like, hold on. Do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> he says, um, he's like, uh, they forgot. He talks about all the complaining the Israelites were doing because Oof. they forgot um, like what he had done for them. Wow. And that's something the Lord has spoke to me before. He's like, don't forget last week's like, like faithfulness or last week's like blessings. And I was like, oh, you yes. right, Lord. I was like, yes. all right. <laughs> So even then, it's like, I feel like if you're like, if you're trying to search for things to be thankful for in a hard season, it's just like, thank him for all the things that he did in your last seasons that got you through where you're like at now. You know? So good. Yeah. Uh, thank God I'm not where I used to be. Like, yes. I'm not the Christian I used to be. Like, yes. Yeah, hot. Yes. Um, but God is so faithful. Like he's, so, that's like a reason to praise his faithfulness. His faithfulness. I, I made it to church, like I made it to, you know, my car or however means of transportation. Like I was hungry to get into his presence and I was able to do it. Thank you, God. And it seems so, it seems so silly to just thank him for the little things. But my friends even like laugh at me because like um, the silly things, I'll just be like, oh, praise God. Like just out of conversation. Oh, praise God. Oh, oh yeah, pull into that parking spot. Oh, there's a parking spot. Praise God. Oh, like we're going to a restaurant. Oh, they have seating for us. Oh, we're being seated. Praise God. Like it just kind of becomes it's like a period to me. It's like exclamation point. Just it's like at the end of every sentence. And you know, it seems silly. Wow, you praise the Lord for a parking spot. Yeah, because if I if I'm able to thank him for the small things, I could be grateful for the big things too. 
So like, let it be part of your language to just be thankful. Like, yeah, God, like I'm kind of feeling heavy, but like, I'm here, like, I'm here. I made it to church. I'm sta- I'm in the row. Like my car worked. I got there. I had gas. I had enough gas like to get there. Like, and I know that when I leave your presence, I'm going to receive something because you are not a God who's on standby. You're not a silent God. You're, I know that you're there. And so right now I may not feel like <laughs> I may not feel like I'm prosperous. I may not feel like, um, like happy. (laughs) I may not feel, um, I may not even feel like singing. Like, you know, you guys are leading songs saying you are good. And I, I, I may not even feel like singing that because I personally have not seen your goodness in this area, but God, I'm here and like minister to me as you can. The only way I will understand that you can, and the only under way, only way I can understand you And so, um, and I think that's why everyone's like always like David, 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 because like we got to see David's rough life, his rough life from his upbringing, his rough life on the battlefield, his rough life as a king and his rough life through his mistakes. And so, um, but that's why David is always somebody that we can look at. We have many other examples in in the word too. Like Job, Job always gets me. Like it's always insane. Like, you know, yeah, what Job went through, but um, one of the craziest verses in the word is Job one, is in in the first like chapter of Job, when it talks about like how everyone like died, house burned down, da da da, all this stuff happened. And the last, one of the last sentences it says, and Joel worshiped, because like, what else am I supposed to do? You know, like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I know you, God, and all of the stuff that's happening in my life is real, but you, you're real also. And so I'm just going to go back to square one. And like, the the last thing I knew was to worship you. And so that's what I'm going to do. And um, I'm like, after losing everything, boom, Joel worshiped the Lord. Wow. What? And so, um, and of course, yeah, we like know David and it's an incredible place to be. Like, I mean, I like people, I have like many names, like as a worship leader, like, oh, that's a happy worship leader. Oh, this is the barefoot lady, like that, all your stuff. And oh, you're always so much, so full of joy and that, and all your stuff. And I'm like, well, this, you know, this joy, like Jesus paid for this smile. And when I had, when I lost my smile, I had lost, I had lost everything. Like I had went through a season where everything in my life, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was, everything in my life was turning to crap. It wasn't as like severe as Job, but I'm like, everybody has their season like Job where you feel like you're losing everything and we can't be little like you know oh well your your wife didn't die so you don't know what what job's life was like well no 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 you, you don't understand it's not about who he lost or what he lost it's about him losing and so when you can connect with him in that area you can also connect with him in his breakthrough and so job losing all these things and he turned around and he worshiped and um in those season, in that season where I lost my smile, I like worship was all I had, and um, I didn't 
I didn't worship just so that the Lord could fix my life. I was worshiping because that was the only way I can connect with him. Because I was like reading my Bible, I wasn't feeling it. Um, spending time alone with him, I wasn't feeling it. Um, even going to church, I was like lying to my friends. Like my friends, like I was, this was like my heavy season of depression. And I was like lying to my friends, like my friends would invite me out. And I was like, oh no, I'm good. Like I'm gonna go so-and-so. But I was literally like at home, like on my couch and like, when I had moved from my like first apartment in Pennsylvania after I moved to New Jersey, my couch had like an imprint of my body because I just was like always just laying there, you know, like I was so downtrodden and heavy and depressed. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm having so much fun. But I'm like home watching the Fresh Prince, you know. And so like I um, that in those season, like all I had was worship to connect with him through and he brought me through it. But I was I was honest with him in that season. I was like, I think like my like my ex and I broke up. We were together for like five years. We were like gonna get married, all these things, da da da. He he like walked away from the Lord. My uncle passed away. I loved my uncle Pierre. Like he he was amazing. Um my car, which was like my means of transport transportation, I had like a car that had an engine that seized, which every mechanic's like, that's the worst thing that could happen to your car. You might as well just count your car dead. And, um, and, oh, and I was losing my job because the, um, business that I was managing was owned by a church that decided like, why are we even pouring money into this business? So they were like, let's just close down the coffee shop. And so all of that was happening at once. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Who put a hit on me? And I was just like, what the crack? And so I was like, Lord, I, I like need you. I, I need you. I, I need you. I need your presence. I don't only need you to make everything right right now, but I just need you because like, whom do I have in heaven but you right now? Who do I have here in my defense? And so um, I, yeah, I turned to worship and, you know, even before that season, I had a season where I was like, I was like facing like a lot of hardship in like um, one of the churches that I was leading worship at. And I was like wrongly accused of something and I like pulled away. And that was like, for me, like a lot of people have their reasons of like, oh, this is why I left the church. Like that wasn't enough reason for me to leave my relationship with the Lord. And I also like, also was able to walk through that. Um, and I mean, it was like hard stuff. Like even I went to my pastor and I was like, yo, like this is all the stuff that's happening in my life. And he kind of was like, well, what did, what did you do wrong? Like, how did you get there? And I was like, okay, like at the time I needed a shepherd and, and he couldn't even shepherd me. And so I, I'm saying, I'm just like highlighting all these things because I'm saying I know what it's like to not have anything and but only have the Lord and it was enough. And worship led me to that place. And I was, and without worship, I, I don't know, like David says in, in the Psalms that like, I would, I would have despaired, like, had I not had the Lord, like, and then like some translations that even says dot, 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 because, you know, like when you're texting, some, texting someone and you don't even know what to say. So you just say dot, dot, dot. And David said, had I not had the Lord, like, like, you know what I mean? And for me, in my, if I had I not had the Lord, like fill in the blank, like who knows where I will be? I could have been a product of depression. I could have been a product of anxiety, but I, I chose to, um, I chose to fight my way into his presence. Like I, I had to, 
I had to like go for it. I, I chose to like head down. This is what I'm going to do, Lord. And, and if I'm going to put on, um, the international house of prayer, I'm going to put on the international house of prayer. If I'm going to put on Bethel. I'm going to listen to Bethel. I'm going to listen to some of these spontaneous worship sets. I'm going to listen. And I just, I was listening to even like old, like, uh, old Hillsong albums. Like I just needed to be surrounded in this environment where I was hearing people sing truth and hearing people sing, um, about God's goodness that can point me to his goodness. And that's where I am with a lot of convictions that I have with today's worship is like a lot of people are singing about themselves. A lot of people are singing about where they currently are. I don't want to hear about how awful your life is or how downtrodden or how you're a vagabond. I don't want to hear about all that because I had been there. I don't even want to sing about that because I had been there. I want to sing about his truth. I want to sing about who he is and who I am in him. I don't want to sing about old, like my old life. Who cares? Like that, that life is in the grave. I'm not going to dig it up. I just want to sing about his truth and his goodness. And I want to keep my eyes fixed on that. And so, um, nowadays it's like, I want to keep my eyes fixed with like, um, a lot of the music I, like I listen to, they're just like songs that are just, um, it's like songs with the elements of the finished work of the cross. Right. And then it's, it's the fact with, with the foundation of truth of who God says I am, like foundation of identity. So like take every and everyone has like their songs that they're connecting to. But if you're listening to me worship to self-centered worship and self-centered problems worship, and then you're wondering why your, your situations aren't changing. It's like, well, cause you're singing about your problems. You're singing about self. You're not singing about him. And in those seasons where I went through really really tough things. Like I, like I was not even, I wasn't even getting up from my couch. Like I, I had a, a really cute, like bi-level apartment. My bedroom was upstairs. I didn't even want to go upstairs to my bed. I, I just was on the couch all the time. I had maggots in my fridge cause I wasn't eating. Like, like food was just, was like, um, molding and, and you know what I mean? And like, if I did not have the Lord, like I, I would have despaired, like David said. And so I, um, that's why to me, it's so important. Cause like one of my friends recently was like, well, you don't have to be like a word police about everything. And I'm like, well, no, I don't have to be for you, but for me, I'm going to be really intentional about the songs I listen to. I'm going to be really intentional to the songs I sing along with, even when I'm in church, like, cool, you can sing your little song. I'm just going to like worship the Lord with my own little spiritual song. And then when we're back on the same page, singing about who he is and not who I'm not. And then I'll, I'll meet you somewhere in the middle, but it's really important. It's really important as a songwriter, even as a musician, as a worship leader, like I'm not looking for the next sound. I'm not looking for something that even the songs I write, I'm not looking to, to reach the masses. I'm just looking for things with the, with the melody of authenticity, like of, of who he is like that. That's where I am. And when we can get back into that place, I'm telling you, a lot of people will be led to breakthrough when they can listen and meditate our, on songs that are about his goodness, who he is, who we are right now in him and the finished work. It will, it will lead, it will lead people, a lot of people into breakthrough. My spiritual mom asked me like a couple months ago, 
I was telling her about like the worship movement, like just, I was like, ah, it's just like not for me right now and all her stuff. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, there's so many good songs out there. She's like, you know, when you're feeling heavy and this, that, and the other thing, she's like, what song do you put on? Like, what, you know, tell me, like, there has to be a song. And I was like, I, I don't even think I have a song. Like, I, I, I appreciate a lot of music that's out there. Um, but I don't have like a go-to song. If, if I'm in the car and I'm like cruising, I have go-to songs. Like I listen to John Mayer, that's my go-to song. But like, if I'm like trying to, like, if I want to connect with the Lord, I'm actually just getting in his presence. And I may listen to someone like John Thurlow or, you know, like, um, like Jay oh Thomas, gosh. John Thurlow. John Thurlow song where he's like, don't forget. I was like. Yes. I've been listening yeah. to like crazy. I've not stopped. I love that song. On so YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube right now, that's all he's singing. He's just there with his piano and he's singing truth. And like, that's what I listen to. I don't really go to, I don't have like a go-to song. I have like a go-to like maybe environment. I have maybe a set. Like I listen to like Jesus images, like sets or whatever, but I don't have like a go-to like the, Dang. yeah, literally. Amen. <laughs> take you in and no and they're singing oldies you know <laughs> yeah and i'm and i'm okay with it we've overcomplicated these songs and even when i'm listening to some of these old songs that they're doing i was like wow there was so much gospel in that song wow there was so much gospel in it and it's just so simple it was like you know four lines like a verse of just a really short verse and then boom chorus and it's like just the lord and that's why i'm just like that's where I, that's just what I want to be fixed on. So I was like, I can't even tell you. I don't even think I have a song. Um, now I'm sure if I think about it later, I could be like, oh yeah, I like this song and I like this song, but it's not like, I don't rush home when I have a bad day and I put on this song, like, cause you know, it's not about the song that's going to connect me to the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to be in an environment to be like, okay, God, I'm going to surrender this to you because I'm not sure what's happening. And maybe it starts in me before I even hear a melody come off of YouTube or my Spotify, like maybe it starts in me and in my innermost being, like David said, like I, I can command my soul to bless the Lord and my soul will celebrate who you are. And so my mind, my will, and my emotions, I will fix all that to, um, to confess this truth that you are good and it may look bleak right now but you're faithful i know you're faithful because i've seen you in my past i've seen the history my history with you has testified to your faithfulness and so maybe it's i don't have a good uh, go-to song but maybe i have a go-to truth like that i that i that i'm like um ministering to myself with but that's that's really about it and um the last thing I'll say about like these unconventional thoughts that I have about like today's worship movement. Sometimes I like cringe when people are like, um, I put on worship because like, that's my, that's my warfare. Like I put worship on and that's my warfare. My warfare is my worship and da 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 and all stuff. And I'm like, well, worship was created long before there was warfare. And the reason we were created was like for worship i mean it says that i i won't let this i won't let the rocks cry out in my i won't let the rocks cry out. like all of creation will groan and the rocks are crying out if we don't the rocks aren't experiencing warfare like they're just rocks and creation what warfare is creation experiencing but it glorifies god and so um my thought is maybe 
worship a warfare um I guess what I'm saying is that like worship wasn't created for warfare. Anytime that you make worship about some anything else other than God, then you've lost sight of why you're worshiping. And so we're not putting on songs so that because that's my warfare, let me put on my song and then get my flag and then that's my warfare. Like we worship him because he's good. David didn't worship the Lord because he won battles. David's battles were won because he worshiped. And so that's what David was focused on was God and who he is. It wasn't like, hey, go get the Levites. We need to worship and then we're going to win this battle. He knew who God was. Of course, we're going to win. God is good. He's faithful. Do you remember two weeks ago we fought the Philistines? We won. Like, you know what I mean? And so, um, and I know like a lot of people, like it's very cliche and it's very popular but i'm just like let's take let's take worship and warfare let's let's um subtract it from one another let's maybe separate the two and isolate them and people they do the warfare thing that's cool but like worship is worship worship is just fixing our eyes and seeing him rightly and then our our whole being our spirit soul and body responds to that and um and that's like that's the only way I break it down for for like worship teams and worship communities is the, that's it's just the response to who he is. But our whole our whole being has to connect with that and lead with your spirit. Everything else will follow. So um, your leaders, your spirit, let your spirit connect. And then like, um, you know, if your soul's not feeling it, that's OK. Your spirit is leading the way. In spirit and truth, we're worshiping him. And so your soul will then follow. And then maybe like now that your soul has followed and you're like, yeah, yeah, actually God is good. Then your body starts to do something and it starts producing those different types of praise where you're praising him with your hands, praising him with dance, praising him enthusiastically, exuberantly, praising him with a shabak, with a, with a shout. And so, um, that's that's like how we position ourselves to to worship him and so um yeah that's i i could go you obviously know i can go on forever but I, <laughs> that's exactly why i wanted to interview you because i was like i could listen i could listen to you talk forever about worship honestly i'm just like oh my oh, god praise the lord it's just so pure you know it's like everything, uh, just so many keys i was like i feel like you could write like a, a little book for people on worship based on this podcast like yeah. honesty coming from the lord like you know connecting with the spirit like all these connecting things with him. And it's just like yeah i i'm just so happy um that you came on and shared all of it because i think it's something that so many people need to hear um and i mean it just blessed me like crazy today um, and I guess, yeah, I definitely want to have you pray. Um, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, we just, we worship you, King. We worship you. We love you. Can I first just tell you that? I love you, Lord. We love you. Um, we're here because... <laughs> we love you. And um, I just thank you for your goodness and how you've sustained us all these years. Um, 
and then some. And I'm grateful that even in Psalm 103, it says that your faithfulness is from generation to generation. And so I even am grateful and excited about our futures as you um, flood our lives with your faithfulness, with your grace, with your mercy, God, that it even will overflow into our family's lives. It'll overflow into our loved ones. It'll overflow into our workplace, like just being in a place of overflow being in love and infatuated with you, Jesus. Thank you for capturing our hearts the way that you did. Thank you for keeping our hearts <laughs> even now. And God, I even pray for um, someone who's listening, Lord, who just like um, feels stagnant in their relationship with the Lord. I pray that that resurrection life that is in their body will resurrect their heart to connect with you, Jesus would resurrect their heart to connect with you. I pray that you um, come to, to meet with them where they are. Meet with them in a place that only you know how to meet with them, God, and touch their heart and bring life to it. As you touch the woman who had an issue, the woman had had clung to your cloak and, and pulled on who you were as the healer walking here on this earth, as that woman clung to you, would you touch this person's heart? and revive, 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 revive. God, thank you that before you meet our needs, that we connect that you are everything that we need. Um, Lord, you provide, you protect, you deliver, you save. Jesus, we're just so grateful for who you are. And Father, we honor you, Lord of all, sovereign God. <laughs> Our saving grace, God, everything that you are, Father. Thank you that you love your children. You did not put us here on this earth to suffer. We're not here um, just to hold a place on this earth until you re return. God, that you would connect with us and empower us to walk this earth and be light as you are light, to be holy as you are holy. And you empower us to do that. By the grace of Jesus, you empower us to do that. I just thank you, God, that you even now you're just pumping um, our hearts to beat again, pumping our hearts to beat again, to beat again, Lord. And I just I thank you um, just for everyone who's listening, Lord. May their may their ears connect with um, what you want to say to them, Lord. Um, I pray that they even hear my words and they connect with you rightly, God, and that um, they hear the testimony of how good you are, God. Faithfulness knows no end and you you give without measure. Um, your grace abounds. It, it abounds. Your faithfulness is just something not even that you do, but faithful is who you are, God. And so um, we honor you, King. We love you. In Jesus' name, we pray. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, sis, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a ton out of it. And if you want to check out Winnie's music and connect with her on Instagram, check the notes of this show, whatever platform you are listening on. And if you know a sister who could benefit from this and really be blessed by this episode, share it with her, share the love, and I will see you next week.